Chapter Eight of Faulkner's Folly by Carolyn Wells. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Eight, the Emeralds. You mean, prompted Bobsy. Oh, nothing, but just supposing, you know. I'm sure I don't want to mention Mister Truxton or Mister Wadsworth, but they were both here. Absurd! Why, Mister Wadsworth was with Missus Faulkner in the drawing room. Yes, I know but he came down and went out the door alone leaving her up there now if he had wanted to and if he had fixed it up with blake couldn't he have gone into the studio stolen the jewels and killed eric and then turned off the light and fled blake letting him out the front door but why would mr wadsworth do that why would anybody i'm only showing you that there are theories that don't include me or joyce but not tenable theories mr wadsworth i've been told was having a, a romantic tete-a-tete with mrs faulkner yes he was asking her for the steenth time to marry him but she turned him down again well even if she did probably he didn't give up all hope and a man just from a session of that sort isn't going to commit a crime oh well of course it wasn't mr wadsworth but why not consider mr truxton he's a jewel sharp too we have considered him but he and his wife went home earlier he could have come back but he didn't miss vernon we've gone into all these matters very thoroughly what do you suppose the police have been doing there isn't a possible theory we've overlooked and it all comes back to the simple facts of the evidence that incriminate either mrs stannard or yourself i see no reason why i shouldn't tell you this frankly if you care to say anything further in your own defence i'd be glad to hear it naturally you hate to accuse mrs stannard but it rests between you two and it looks as if an arrest would be made soon bobsy was drawing on his imagination a little but he was bound to startle some information out of this provoking beauty and natalie was startled her face paled as she took in the significance of robert's words they won't arrest me will they she whispered in a scared little voice i don't see how they can and bobsy looked at the girl wondering that child that little tender bit of femininity surely she could never have lifted her hand against a man's life even had she wished to she seemed physically incapable of striking the blow arrest you not much they won't and barry stannard strode into the room natalie turned to him with a little sigh of relief you won't let them will you barry she said as his arm slipped round her trembling shoulders i should say not are you frightening her mr roberts you know you've no authority for all this it's my duty to learn all i can if miss vernon is innocent then mrs stannard is guilty as a choice between the two it is far more likely to be mrs stannard but i do not accuse her i only insist on the impossibility of this child's being a criminal course i couldn't and natalie smiled at the perplexed roberts and if to clear myself i must tell all i know then i will tell you that mrs stannard has those emeralds in her possession now she has how do you know i passed her room this morning the door was ajar and i was about to enter when i saw her at her dressing-table looking over the case of emeralds i recognized it at once i've often seen them i didn't like to intrude then so i went on 
i thought i wouldn't say anything about it unless it was necessary it is necessary has she had them all the time let's ask her said barry i believe joyce can explain it they sent for mrs stannard and she came mrs faulkner accompanying her i found these on my dressing-table this morning joyce said simply holding out the case of emeralds to the view of all found them where did they come from asked roberts i don't know and then seeing the dark looks on the detective's face joyce exclaimed you tell about it beatrice i-i can't talk this is the story said mrs faulkner about an hour ago mrs stannard sent for me to come to her room i went and she showed me the case of gems saying she had found it on her dressing-table when she awoke this morning it was not there when she retired last night further than that she knows nothing about it you mean the jewels appeared there mysteriously yes she cannot account for it herself we have been talking it over and it seems to me the only explanation is that one of the servants took them and then decided to return them of course it would be practically impossible for a servant to sell or dispose of them after the publicity that has been given to the matter of course but why a servant why not a guest or a member of the household or or mrs stannard herself i exclaimed joyce why i've just found them didn't you have them all the time of course not how dare you imply such a thing this morning they were in my room last night they were not there they were brought there during the night it is for you to find out who brought them was the door of your bedroom locked no it is not our habit to lock our doors any of us the outer doors and windows are securely fastened and we have no reason to distrust any of the servants where were the gems this morning on my dressing-table in my dressing-room adjoining my sleeping-room who do you think put them there whoever stole them the night my husband was killed and who do you think that was whoever killed him of course perhaps not said mrs faulkner thoughtfully perhaps the thief and the murderer were not the same person that may be so agreed bobsey have you any theory or suspicion based on the return of the jewels mrs faulkner no except a general idea that the emeralds might have been stolen and returned by a servant and the murder committed by an intruder why not assume that the intruder also took the jewels only because it would be difficult for him to get into the house and return them to mrs stannard i can see no explanation of that act save that a servant did it or an outsider with the connivance of one of the servants yes that might be agreed mrs faulkner the mere placing of the case in mrs stannard's dressing-room would not be difficult the doors all over the house are open or unlocked at night and a servant could easily slip in and out of the room unheard you heard no unusual sound in the night mrs stannard none said joyce i'm sorry to disagree with the construction you put upon this incident mrs faulkner and bobsey turned to her as to the principal spokesman but to my mind it strengthens the case against mrs stannard it seems more than likely that she had the emeralds all the time or knew where they were she kept them hidden because she thought the letter written by her husband tacitly gave the gems to miss vernon then when miss vernon saw her looking at the jewels mrs stannard thought better to face the music and own up that she had them 
why i didn't let her know that i saw her exclaimed natalie perhaps she saw you in a mirror or heard you doubtless she knew in some way that you had seen her looking at the jewels and concluded to tell the story that accounted for them joy stannard looked at the speaker and her face blanched with a desperate cry of distress she turned and swiftly left the room roberts kept a wary eye on her retreating figure and as she went upstairs he made no attempt to recall or to follow her she has practically condemned herself he said the reappearance of the emerald seems to settle it why asked beatrice faulkner why do you condemn her because of that look at it squarely mrs faulkner assume for a moment my theory is right then mrs stannard being guilty and wishing to throw suspicion on miss vernon claims that the jewels were put in her room surreptitiously during the night she is sure miss vernon will be suspected of having had the jewels and frightened restored them secretly this will militate against miss vernon and imply her greater guilt also why what an idea exclaimed natalie as if i ever had the emeralds that letter said you knew where they were that letter was not written to me to whom then i've no idea but not to me i'm i'm engaged to barry you weren't engaged to the son while the father was alive probed roberts no but only because his father wouldn't allow it i'm going to look after joyce and without a backward glance natalie ran from the room and up the stairs you see began roberts looking at mrs faulkner and barry stannard you two are the only ones i can talk to frankly those two ladies suspected by the police have to be handled carefully you are both material witnesses and as such are bound to tell me truthfully all you can of anything bearing on the case now however painful it may be for you mr stannard i must tell you that it is rapidly coming to a showdown between the two suspects and the probability is it seems to me that the burden of evidence rests more strongly on the wife than on the model the direct evidence is perhaps evenly balanced but it seems to the police that the motive is greater and the opportunity easier for mrs stannard than for miss vernon the wife let us say had reason for jealousy and had reason for wishing to be free of her uncongenial husband the little model while irritated at her employer's attentions was in love with another man and could easily get away from the artist without resorting to crime that's right about natalie exclaimed barry but it's unthinkable that joyce should go so far as to kill you don't know all the provocation she may have had said roberts a jealous wife or an unloving wife goes through many hard hours before she reaches the point of desperation but she sometimes gets there and then the climax comes at any rate if miss vernon isn't guilty mrs stannard is you can't find two women hovering over a dying man and acquit them both so it's one or the other and i incline toward the suspicion of the older woman but how do you explain the various clues pointing to natalie asked beatrice faulkner let's take them one by one first that note found on the man's desk even if that were written to miss vernon it needn't condemn her even if she had been in love with the artist it is no evidence whatever that she killed him and the whole tone of that note is against its being meant for her it is unexplained so far but i can't look on it as evidence against the model i agree with that said mrs faulkner 
that letter may well have been to some other woman interested in eric stannard and she may have had the emeralds and through connivance with a servant returned them to joyce last night no no mrs faulkner that isn't right i don't understand the emerald business altogether but i thoroughly believe that mrs stannard has had them in her keeping all the time now next we have the evidence of the dying man's exclamation that i think is perfectly explained by miss vernon's assertion that he meant he loved her and not his wife of course it is declared barry i know my father was madly in love with miss vernon and though he was fond of his wife it was not the first time he had been interested in the pretty face of another woman i want to say right here that i revere and respect my father's memory but i cannot deny his faults and he was far too careless of his wife's feelings in these matters my mother died many years ago and for a long time my father led a butterfly existence outside of his art yes and in it too and then when he married a second time he did not settle down to the generally accepted model of a married man but continued to admire pretty women wherever he met them now it is more than likely that in his dying moments his brain half dazed and seeing the two before him he protested his love for the model he admired and put her ahead of his wife i do not defend my father's speech but to me it is explained it may be so said roberts now here's another point mrs stannard declares she heard her husband talking to another woman or at least to somebody in his studio as she herself stood in the billiard-room near the connecting door shall we say this is an invented story of hers let me see said barry what were the words to the effect that he was not willing to leave his wife for her and that as a consolation she could have the emeralds practically what was in the note exclaimed mrs faulkner almost returned roberts now was miss vernon there and were those words addressed to her this question being quite apart from consideration of her as the criminal if so then the letter was to her said beatrice and it wasn't maintained barry my father admired natalie made love to her we'll say but he never went so far as to offer her jewels nor did she want him to marry her as the overheard conversation implies could this be the way of it said beatrice suppose mr stannard was even then writing that note but it was found in his desk well suppose he was thinking it over and muttered to himself the actual wording of it mrs stannard says she heard no other voice so may he not have been alone in the studio at that time bobsy roberts turned this over in his mind it is a possibility he conceded and then let us say after hearing those words mrs stannard entered the room and confronted him and perhaps there was a quarrel and in a moment of insane rage mrs stannard caught up the etching needle and it isn't at all like her said barry but i can only say it is more easily to be conceived of in her case than in natalie's i don't want to admit the possibility of joyce being the criminal but i can believe it before i can imagine natalie doing such a thing and as you say joyce had motive and natalie had none i won't subscribe entirely to that mr stannard miss vernon inherits a goodly sum and too she may have been incensed at the manner of the artist toward her no i wasn't said natalie herself suddenly reappearing on the contrary i had persuaded mr stannard that very day not to ask me to pose for him except as a fully draped model he had apologized for his previous insistence and i looked for no more trouble on that score 
i was trying to get up courage to ask him to let barry be engaged to me but i hadn't accomplished that if mrs stannard had had any angry words with her husband just before he was attacked could you have overheard them asked roberts i don't think so not unless they had spoken very loudly the door to the terrace was closed or almost closed and i was not thinking about what might be going on in the house unless there had been an especial disturbance i should not have noticed it yet you heard that gasping cry for help through the closed door yes but that was not a faint gasp it was a penetrating sort of a cry an attempted scream i should describe it roberts looked at her closely was she innocent or was she an infant machiavelli it is a difficult situation he said with a sigh we have but two eye-witnesses each naturally accuses the other and denies her own guilt one speaks truth and one falsehood how can we distinguish which one tells the truth don't say eye-witnesses objected natalie i didn't see the crime committed if i think joyce did it it's only because i went in and found her there and nobody else about suppose and bobsy roberts looked her straight in the face suppose eric stannard held in his hand your picture that etching you know and suppose he was in a way talking to it or say he wasn't talking to it but what he did say and what his wife overheard was said while he held your picture and she thought he referred to you then she in a jealous fury resented the idea of his giving you the emeralds and-i didn't want the emeralds said natalie coldly and i certainly didn't want eric to marry me but even granting your premises right it takes suspicion of the murder from me and places it on joyce it does agreed barry and that's where it belongs if on either of you two it must be so said beatrice faulkner for if natalie had known where the emeralds were and if that letter was written to her and gave her the gems for it really did give them to the one it was written to then she would have kept them and not have given them back to joyce by jove that's so exclaimed roberts whatever woman that letter was meant for is the real owner of the jewels this minute according to eric stannard's wish and if she had them she would be extremely unlikely to give them up unnecessarily but how then explain their return it wasn't a return said beatrice joyce had them herself all the time i believe she had said roberts End of chapter eight